Beats and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy CM Punk's old song. Nobody remembers it because it was just some metal yelling. It's another week of CM Punk song. Don't do it. Don't do it, Julie. Very mad. Oh, sorry. You want me to? (laughs) Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm a Halman guy, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the best in the wig, Danielle Radford. Thank you, thank you. New wig today, and also for everyone, Hal was not making fun of cult of personality. It was whatever. Song no, it was the old, the one yeah. before. I, before you know what? This I fire burns. I, yeah, I did um, cult of personality. Yeah, yeah, you knew the name of it. You didn't just look it up. <laughs> Julian might have. Let's be. He fair. did not. You did not know that, Julian. No, I one hundred percent did because I, every time I have to, like, I'm a huge fan of cult of personality, and there's yeah. a very weird it's contingent great of wrestling Twitter that says. This fire burns is better than cold, which they are Ooh, wrong. Oh, I, I don't so agree with that yeah. at yeah. all. They also prefer red vines. And it's also like, <laughs> cult of, well, hold on. Don't that, do that, that, don't we'll, do it. we'll do that for a We Got This. Have me come on. And we we'll already do... did. Well, and Red Vine was the winner because Twizzlers suck my dick. Nope. Trash. A, twi- a candy that will suck your dick? That's the winner every time. <laughs> Thank you for making yet another argument for why Twizzlers would win. We also have the Kelk of personality, Lindsay Kelk. I feel like I'm such a letdown now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, that song is That's the good amazing. one. Is it is a good one. I mean, so it's so synonymous now. Yeah, uh, and it, it fits him, and they came and they played it, and they're they all black. Did. Don't Everyone at me. Happy. Yeah. They are black men. Uh, black men. You let them is great. do that. Was it the Glamour Boys? That was another great one. The Glamour Boys. <laughs> the Glamour Boys are all under control. control. It really is too early. It really <laughs> is. Uh, but it's Friday. I we ain't did a it. Glamour Boy. <laughs> I'm fierce. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of living color. I love it. That's how I got into metal. It's a great band. Because black dudes did it. And They're I was awesome. Like, huh. That's right. Hey, no glamour boy. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I like that your version is Eddie Vedder as the lead singer. <laughs> I, you know what? All hey, no glamour boy. Look, every time I do any kind of metal or any kind of grunge, it all just becomes Eddie Vedder at a certain point. <laughs> Pacific Northwest in the house. You yeah, know? My, my bush becomes Eddie Vedder. Like, there's just nothing I can do with it. <laughs> Interlight. I don't want to come back down from this class. They all become Eddie Vedder. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> well... The reason we made this move to Fridays is so you got early morning versions of all three of us. <laughs> and not just so that you can hear me sing songs so weirdly. We can sing yeah. songs in the style of Eddie Vedder. And also, secondarily, that's, is that a word? It You're is right. now. It okay, is good. It's been blessed. We can do NXT and AEW Dynamite in a more timely manner. Yes. That's what this is about. Yay. So we're not going to cover, just just so we're clear, we're yeah. not going to cover the one that we didn't get to cover from last week. We're going to talk about what happened this past Wednesday. That's right, you guys. So we're warping Woo. forward. Warping. warping. In fact, let's let's jump into AEW's Dynamite. Main event was John Moxley <laughs> versus Darby Allin in a, what I thought for a second was a body bag match. <laughs> but just they- Put him in a body bag. Sure. If like, you put him in a body bag and you start kicking him, isn't one? Isn't that considered a foreign well, object? Like we're getting fast and loose. I was just really loose. confused if it was a body bag or a suit carrier. 
I mean, like I wasn't sure. Well, it does have his name on it, so we can see it when it comes through baggage claim at the airport. <laughs> I was oh, like, I'm oh. sorry. That's my that's my bag. Uh, that's my Darby. You've got my yeah. Darby in it. <laughs> see how it's moving. <laughs> I was gonna say they're not made of money, but they are. So yeah. like that's how yeah. they afford to fly, people. Yeah, they got con cash. In the olden days, you pretended to be going home for a funeral, so you would get a cheap flight for your wrestler. And now you just have to travel in a body bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I'm going. I'm going to the most. We're all going to the most jacked funeral ever. All twenty yeah. of us. <laughs> My favorite wrestle stories. <laughs> they all get in the bags like hee so They pull the zipper up Aww. and then push them poor, down on the chute. <sighs> poor hardcore Holly is just always the one in the bag, but they wind up having to split fare between the two of them. It's <laughs> not fair. It's not fair. He also gets the rollaway couch. And they, they <laughs> stay at the Undertaker's like it's the beginning of True Grit. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to kiss him, that'd be all right. What do we think about Moxley versus Darby Allen? Darby Allen seems to be positioned as... As the baby face who just won't die. I mean, he's yes. obviously a, a, a from the hardcore kind of school uh, in some of the matches he's been featured in. But from he Seattle, really baby. showed a lot of fire. And I I think they they had a really good, strong match. I like the way it started out of the gate with Alan attacking him mm-hmm. before the bell. Uh, yeah. It was just a nice... It, it didn't feel like anything particularly new, but it felt like it was really well executed. What did, yeah. you, what did you both think? I thought, for want of a better description, given that it's still so new, that this was like very AEW. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. I suddenly feel like this is what this is. You know what? That is a really good description because it felt very much like... Because you said it's not very new. Right. Um, but we are at a point now where it is starting to like establish a style. And so while it didn't feel like it was like the most brand, brand new thing I've ever seen, I wasn't sick of it because I haven't seen it a million times. But it does start to feel like, okay, we're settling into yeah. what this is going to start really looking like. You could say it's one of those things, it's hard to define, but I know it when I see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that what this is? Or, it is, or do you think but you I could think confidently. Because like, it's not hardcore, even though obviously they do that, they but do it's that, yeah. like. It's more of an American strong style, I mm. guess. Like, mm. there's more of a beatdown element. Yes, right. There's a lot more threat to it than I would expect from a WWE match. You know, it's like, I genuinely feel like at any AEW match that someone could die. Yeah. And this match for me was that. It had the mox threat, and he is really shining through. I mean... He really is. He's doing incredible work. Kind and we here. all know how much I fucking hated Dean Ambrose. But that I don't hate Mox. I called him the C word on this very pod. Right. <laughs> and like slightly version. behind his back when he was in the room. <laughs> you hated the version of him that was presented. Turns out, yeah. In WWE. Turns this out is him. I was a fool. But no, I think he still might be a massive arsehole in real life. But like, I'm really enjoying his work here. Let me ask you this. Yes. John Maxley, aka Dean Ambrose, is a person who was better off. He he had a, he had moments of a very good run in WWE. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can look back and see the list of accomplishments and say, yeah. he was successful. Yeah, you could objectively yeah. say but, he was a successful wrestler. But he has like millions. He's found a new gear. When he's given agency, when he's not yes. controlled in the same way. Are there the wrestlers conversely that you feel benefit from that type of control and packaging that it, it has made them better than they would have been if they were just allowed to do it on their own? 
Yeah, I mean, that has to be, I think. I mean, Undertaker. Like, that was kind of all Vince's idea, right? So This is it. And I yeah. think you are going to see, if we broke down literally everyone who's come through NXT, Yeah. especially when you listen to interviews with the wrestlers, there'll be a lot of them who come in and say, like, I was really floundering or I didn't know what to do. And then, I mean, RIP, but a lot of them will say, like, I, you know, I worked with Dusty and he packaged me and put me together and he helped me figure that out. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there will be people who will say that. I would offer Roman Reigns as a guy who, they think, look, you Obviously, when you micromanage and script everything for someone, mm-hmm. it's not going to be authentic. No, and no. that's the difference. His in-ring work kept getting better and better. Yes. And I don't know that he would be the star that he is there anywhere else. No, no, Merely no. Merely because they, even when the crowd was rejecting him, they never stopped. And sometimes that's annoying, mm-hmm. but sometimes I think it's too... WWE's credit that they're like you're looking at point five of ten points mm-hmm. yeah. and expecting us to be at point ten. I agree. And you're gonna have to wait. But also, I do think that Roman Reigns was a special circumstance. Absolutely, like absolutely one hundred percent. That is one of those ones where you look back and you go, oh, okay. Like maybe they would have taken more time. Maybe there would have been more of that instead of just like you. This guy has to be over right now. Had there not been extenuating circumstances. That's one of my favorite things about wrestling that we see that in real time. Like we watch people are literally (laughs) develop and people try things. We're literally watching people brainstorm and workshop stuff in real time, and that's kind of as as creators, as all of us kind of here in this room and in the booth, like are. That is exciting to see. Yeah, you see, like what happens when Matt Hardy's left alone, when people like the New Day are left alone, when uh, when Brizongo are left alone, when they're pushed down the rock. Like that's where you when find, no one cares and they can do whatever they want. Over mm-hmm. and they got themselves. I love what you just did with your bags. And you got <laughs> yourselves. They got themselves over. I haven't before... had bangs in a while, so I'm like, <laughs> so pretty. I'm just for everyone. You'll see it in the picture. So you know how people do that thing after a breakup where they're like, I'm going to change my hair. I have wigs for that. My hair is fine. So I threw on one of my wigs that actually looks almost exactly like my old hair used to. I am wearing a wig with the bangs, and I haven't had bangs in a while, and so it's so you're playing with it. It's just the Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, It's real big hair, guys. You'll see it. Before anybody on Facebook or on Twitter starts commenting about it, I'm not being a WWE apologist. We talk so much about the Katie Vicks that I think sometimes we forget that there are also Matt Hardy V1s. There's not as much wiggle room that it is in an oppressively controlled system. And weirdly, it's like- There's um, room for people to build themselves up. And you see who- would have maybe been able to make it on their own. Well, and it's like, they talk about that thing about the U.S. presidency where they're like, it's the most glamorous prison sentence of all time because, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you're at the top of the world, but, like, you can't just go and do whatever you want whenever you want. Right. Um, you can't just leave, even though, like, TV shows like Scandal will make you think you can. I think it's the same thing with WWE when you start to get really pushed over and they invest in you and you become, like, your name is on the truck and all of this stuff. You have way less freedom. You have more money. Yeah. And you have more opportunities to go do stuff, but you have way less freedom than these guys who are way down on the card who can just, like, kind of dick around and, like, see what works and have fun. Yeah, 100%. Let's talk about the women. Yes, please. Have, Let's uh, talk about women. Hikari Shida beat Baker to get another shot oh. at Riho. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really liked this match. It's a really fun match. Really um, good. Great showing by Britt. Again, yep. uh, just this is why one of the problems I have with the AEW women's division is that very often it is cool indie chick who hasn't been doing a lot or who's been working really hard but isn't yeah. like a vet or who hasn't doesn't have a lot of experience versus the same and so like 
that's one of those reasons why I'm like, why isn't a Mercedes on the... Because when yeah. you go against someone who is so good, it lifts everyone else up. And this was a fantastic match. Britt did a great job. Yeah. And we, you know, you say what you like about WWE and their performance center and their bringing people up and f- making everyone be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about the performance center is you are practicing every single day. You are wrestling against your peers every single day, getting better every single day. In right. WWE, if you're not on TV, you're on a house show, you are wrestling all the time. And I think that's been a real issue with AEW that it's one show a week. And not everyone's on that show. Not everyone is getting to wrestle all the right. time. Right, and there's like dark matches, but also a lot of yeah. people are locked into contracts now. Exactly. Right. It's like they're not going to get better. No one, men and women that are like coming up, are not going to get better until they are wrestling more. I've said before, I really like Britt Baker. I think she has all the ingredients there to be a huge star. But her matches haven't been overwhelming the last few mm-hmm. weeks, I would say. Because um, I just want more. I want that extra edge off of her. And I really enjoyed it this week. Absolutely. And I think that that, and I'm sure that there are some people who are taking that on their own to do it. But I think if you're a company that's starting out, maybe provide a place for that so people aren't kind of like hunting around and being like, well, when can you? Well, when can you be like, no, like these are the days of the week. We're all doing this and we're all going to be in these rings and we're all going to like, we're going to work on skills we don't have. We're going to actually get in here. And you do it that way in a safe way. Where it's like you're not trying to like do it for the audience. You're just trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good idea. But, you know, what do I know? Nothing. <laughs> uh, the inner circle continues to dominate Dynamite. First, we got to see Phoenix beat Nick Jackson in singles action. Very enjoyable match. Nick Jackson, I don't know that I've seen him in singles very often. That was no. really fun. I it's very, been I like think, years, yeah, right? yeah, I think they said something mm. like, out of six years, didn't he say it was something like sixteen hundred days or something insane yeah. on Twitter? Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, like that was like, I love the Bucks, but like sometimes you forget that like individually they're really Super good c- because so much of what they are is like we're the Bucks and this is what we do yeah, and like Stereo this is our... Super Kick, yeah, yeah. But like watching him in a singles match was pretty good. I it, really enjoyed it. It was it, something new and different and fresh, and it felt like it almost took away the meta. Of that the that the young bucks have not that I see that in every single match mm-hmm. of theirs that I've seen, which is a small data set. Well, and they yeah the the they have not been as meta the bucks on TV as yeah. they they are because I mean, when they're smart. not being like twinsy when they're not doing twinsy things I know yeah. they're not twins yeah. but when they're not doing like you know planned step choreographed things yeah. that force to show you how good they are mm-hmm. and turns out they're real good yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good. See, the the entire sequence that took them outside the ring, then yeah. back inside the ring, countering one another, ending with the double drop kick was so really, good. really, really mm-hmm. nice. Again, good storytelling. That's another. It's another thing they've managed to work into a majority of their matches, yeah. and this was no different. <laughs> but then we got to see SCU book a match between Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho. Scorpio, of course, the only person to notch a pinfall victory. Over Jericho in his time in AEW, he was he's otherwise undefeated and undefeated as a single star. That whole promo thing was great. Yeah. That was really fun. Chris Jericho is uh, as cranky as we might be at him at the moment. He's really good at what he does. I and separate. he just seems to be so enjoying yeah. himself. He, I enjoy look, his work in the wrestling ring, and I don't want to meet all my heroes. <laughs> I'll put it that way. But you do want to, Here's my thing. Like, I'm I'm very much like, oh, it's before, I don't know, you got you to gotta be consistently shitty. 
that was like a shitty thing that I hated, but he hasn't been like, uh, it, it's, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's bad. So he's a troll. Like, Chris yeah. is a troll. Look, I'm not saying he's a bad so person. Like, you know, I don't I'm just know. a little bit. Uh, I listened to you guys last week. I was in London walking around my own, like a sad lady. It wasn't no. sad. I was having a It was raining. Yeah, it was raining. You had your London fog jacket. I was, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like trying to be Christmassy and it was exciting. Except London was oh. like, no, too early. And I was like, fuck you. Um, so I was listening to you guys walking around and I was like, Jericho, Chris, honey, it made me sad that it made you sad, and I yeah, only want Chris really to sad. make us happy. Especially you, Hal, because like you're, yeah, you've been like, like him and the Miz doing anything wrong. Like the first thing I think of is like, oh, Hal. <laughs> and I've met the Miz. You have. I met and worked with him. He was fine. He was yeah. very nice. And <laughs> he was fine. The greatest compliment we can pay Who any knows? professional wrestler. We can't do anything more than that now because as soon as we do, <laughs> wrestling is sad. Uh, Luchasaurus returned, stared Jake Hager out of the ring. I was so glad then, to see him back so soon. Then I destroyed was so the librarian. Worried. So good. Yeah, he looks great. Boy, are we all crazy for him. He looks like an action figure. Yeah. Oh my god. This in person, dude. in person, he is so tall. So I did this. Um, what was it? It was like some uh, Democrats, please don't lose the midterms or something. Um, it was really That's good. That's a great song. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I actually wish I knew the name of it because it was actually really fun and I was very happy to participate. There was some comedians. I was one of the, the stand-up folks and then there was some wrestlers and it was filled with hipsters who were very unfamiliar with all of those things. Luchasaurus told me he thought I was funny and then he went and did his wrestling stuff and all the hipsters were chanting dinosaurs, dinosaurs so I kept having to be like, Luchasaurus. Um, but <laughs> so I know. Oh. Well, they don't. Well, they, I mean, I mean, it's adorable than... but it's also so indicative. And better... We're just going to chant dinosaur because we didn't care to learn his name. Yeah. yeah. But uh, even though they say it right in the beginning, he is very tall. And again, this is one of those things where it's like, I, he does not know who that I am. That was a line that once worked for me. So I say, <laughs> shoot your shot, Danielle. No, I can't, I can't <laughs> like, do it. No, you're very tall. He is, it, he it is does work. It does very, very, like, and, and so it really puts into perspective, like, Marco and, like, Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Also... <sighs> The librarians reading books about dinosaurs. Come on, you guys. <laughs> Come on. It's great. It was books so are good. Books are well. We they like were books. studying. Yeah. yeah, I love everything. Yeah, yeah. Good character. That's one of those where I'm like, I'm, I'm. Look, uh, Jurassic Express already has my whole ass heart. There's sure. nothing can be done about it. But yeah, I loved it. Speaking of tag teams, Private Party defeats Proud and Powerful. All the peas. What a so great match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy. Just made great. me happy. It's just great. the whole thing. It's great. Isn't Love it that. weird when you just have to be like, yeah, wasn't it good? Let's yeah, it, it was good. There's nothing, yeah. yeah like, no, it was really, I had a really fun time. It was a great match. I like both of those teams. D- yay. You know what occurred to me? Is <laughs> I don't know what else to Julia's uh, outside, you're like, just let you guys say something else other than it was good. No, People we can't. People so confused. I'm sorry, we're trying, look, I'm sh- we have criticisms about everything, but like, just let me bask in just liking most of what we watch, I man. got something, Proud and Powerful is a dumb name. There we go. There we go. Okay, there we go. There we go. We found something. Yeah. No, but I get I what they, I get. What they're doing. I, I get what they're I just doing. call them Santana and Ortiz. That's fine. Does Ooh. it feel like? <laughs> I was thinking well, about this. Well, I look. I am not Latinx, Julian. So I am going to call them the name that they want. You can shame your brethren if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> that song sucks. I'm so, so bad. <laughs> 
that, a lot of the entrance music is, is terrible. Yeah, is. that is one. That that's I, we'll get there because they gotta they gotta hire. They do somebody. need to talk to Jim Johnson. Is it, I think like, CFO dollar sign is like no longer at WWE, right? Or I, I got a I, I got a galaxy brain take that they should do. They are very good friends with um with uh, I want to say his name is Toby Fox, who created the video game Undertale. Hmm. Get him to hmm. make the music because he's an outstanding musician. Or just everything everything be fuzzy. Yeah. No. Judas uh, is all the way that's down. That's the worst part of the whole show is I will sit there and go like, da, da, da. I'm like, oh my God, I suddenly, am I a fuzzy fan now? You're a fuzzy fan now. I'm kombucha girl about that song every time it comes on. I'm like, no. no. Well, no. No. I'm like, I can't decide. I'm like, do I suddenly love fuzzy? If I, I get married, it's going to be to Judas. It's a great tune. It's a good tune. I have two of their tune. albums. I have two of yeah, their it's albums. Ca- I'm sorry. Oh, Judas is a bop. coming out as fuzzy fans? Judas is a bop. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. I feel, I was thinking about this recently about AEW is is the signature matches to me have been almost primarily like a lot of good matches across the board but the ones that feel like their signature matches have by and large been tag matches versus singles well they've said that they're, they're putting a huge huge a- absolutely on their tag I, stuff yeah granted it's just odd to me to think like is there to me their signature match so far has been I mean you can do any of the SCU matches um but I really liked Private Party versus the Young Bucks. That yeah, that, that felt was like so a good. I mean, that signature. Was like, do you, if you want to see insanity. what they, what they, mm-hmm. what this promotion is about, watch that match. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. and don't watch anything with thumbtacks. Stop mm. bending people's fingers, Darby Allen. I don't like it. You two, <laughs> Pete Dunn. I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I don't like it. I that's do a, like the skateboarding, though. It makes yeah. me think he's cool. I do cool. like that. See, that's one of the, because I have Hitchhiker's Thumb, so that was, like, one of the only reasons why I thought, like, maybe I could do, like, wrestling, because it's like, oh, it would look really realistic if you bend Ooh, my thumb too. back. It looks gross. Oh, you have Hitchhiker's what? Thumb, too. I don't know that, I but know I can do, like, the, thing. make it kind of out of joint. Yeah, no, like it's that. a thing. Like, it's, uh... Well, what do you know? Apparently, not everyone's thumb goes back Mine that Mine goes so far back. No, I can't Mine do and Danielle's thumbs go so far back, <laughs> that, you guys. I this. That's and why we're friends. And if you're listening to this at home, and you are not currently checking how far back your thumb leads, you're a liar. the knuckle. We've all got weird thumbs. Welcome to Tights and Fights, podcast where we discuss thumbs with thumbs a and fights. And this is another episode of Thumb Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war. My name is Danielle Rapper. <laughs> All right, we're, we're gonna briefly talk about NXT because if I haven't seen Julian move his arm around yet, but he's gonna tear a rotator he's cuff. He's mostly just looking at his phone. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> millennial. Are you on? Are you on uh, Snapchat? You on TikTok? You making a TikTok over there? All right, let's talk about NXT. The battle of the brands continue with Becky Lynch taking on Rhea Ripley and Matt Riddle beating Ricochet. Also, we got to see Undisputed Era beat The Revival and then Adam Cole beat Dominic Dijakovic in a matter match for control of war games. But throughout the the brands, they were a fighting. Yes. Thank goodness. I, I'm grateful that Survivor Series is on Sunday because I'm done I'm exhausted. I'm done with people mm-hmm. in t-shirts look like that they, they, they got at a company <laughs> picnic. Just so that we, just so that they everybody at home like, can okay. go. All right, I, now I remember for the for the Raw and SmackDown, you need it because who can remember yeah. who's on which friggin' show? Well, yeah. just a, a question um, for white family reunions: Do they give y'all all matching T-shirts? Sometimes. Oh, my family will hate each other, so that's never gonna happen. I've, <laughs> I've seen it before, and then like when they take trips to Disneyland, my family no. Yeah, because like black family reunions, they give you all T-shirts, yeah. and it's got like the primary last name, and then all of the secondary last names around it, almost oh. like um. So that's what it. Reminds Reminds me of it. Just reminds me of like different family reunions, like coming <laughs> together lot, and beating each it? other up. Yeah, I like it when people personalize them 
by cutting them up somehow. Yeah. I'm like, I made a belly shirt out of it. Yeah. I liked Kyrie's uh, Nikki Bella outfit, her cosplay. <laughs> I know, yeah. that's so good. I love Mad Kyrie. I love and also, I'm sorry, Furious that, Kyrie. that moment was amazing. Yeah. It was such a great moment. It was so beautiful. It was like when you run into your ex at the grocery store and no one knows what to say. Right. And and, and just just like shocked, like, what are you, but you're evil now. And they didn't hit each other. Yeah, it was like, just we're like We're both that. evil. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie's response to me, like, yes, we're both evil. <laughs> was the greatest was thing so ever. Good. And then she just let Sarah Logan kick her in. Also, can we just take a moment and say how amazing Dana Brooke looks? Oh my God! Uh, hello, she Dana Brooke, my is, queen, my queen. Oh my God! Like that, and that was what I loved about Dana Brooke was that like she was never she does all the cartwheels and stuff, and I yeah. feel like that's what they thought that they were going to be able to lean on. But no, Dana Brooke is a bruiser. Yeah, yeah let badass. her bruise. Let her kick the shit out of something, please. Yeah. Right. If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter, and hey. Instagram while you're at it. Julian's probably on there right now. And you can find those via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after a break to talk about the return of CM Punk. This is Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk. Okay. Second big news. Mm-hmm. The reviews are in. Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. Have you been to MaxFunStore.com lately? Because we've just launched a ton of new merch for a bunch of your favorite shows. You want a patch? We've got it. Tote? Mug? Stickers? We got those too. Heck, we've even got a onesie for your favorite baby. (laughs) Now is the time to start holiday shopping for the MaxFun fans in your life, including yourself. That's MaxFunStore.com. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Calc. He was called the straight-edge savior. The voice of the voiceless. <laughs> the best in the world, CM Punk. <laughs> Suck it up, Calc. Now that he's officially <laughs> back under the WWE umbrella, we're going to take a look at his wrestling career. This is our main event. I like when when two cats don't like each other and they start getting up on their hind legs like cartoons. Oh, my cats do it every night. That's why I have them. Like, they fight every night at around 9.30. And they walk around like they're drunk, like drunk babies. And they go, Anderson, like, will reel it, rear his hand back at, like, the patriarchy trying to put his paw on Belle Belle's head. And yeah. she'll be like, no, no, and she'll go, no. And then Don't she'll like, send to me. savage him. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. <laughs> what comes to mind when you think about CM Punk? Danielle, we'll start with you. It is the most stereotypical thing, but, like, the pipe bomb is what brought me back to wrestling because... Yeah. 
I missed most of Ruthless Aggression because it was just so... Looking back, it's definitely like, obviously it was the treatment of the women. And it went from like, like China was one of the reasons I got into wrestling. Mm -hmm. I still watch her Intercontinental, like that run up. I'll still watch that like once a year because it's amazing. Sure. And so just what happened with the women during that era and like the diva search. And so when it just became bra and panties and which one of them can get into Playboy and who's going to rub their nipple on Vince's face the longest on TV. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah. That was like part of the reason why I stopped really watching. And so when the pipe bomb happened, I was in a relationship at the time with someone who was very like a sports guy. I always seemed to like not this last one, but t- tended to uh, attract a lot of sports dudes. Nice. Like, uh, I like sports. I like sports and I like sad white man music. Um, and so, because they were sad white men. You did meet my brother at the wedding. I did. Okay, did just checking. <laughs> he loves the national. Like, <laughs> loves them. Ooh. Mountain goats. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and so I... Like, was watching, he was watching, like, something on whatever, um, I think it was, like, Around the Horn or one of those, Around the Horn. And someone brought that up, and I was like, they know this is fake, right? And then I saw that Jim Rome was fully worked and, like, was like, oh, for someone, as part of that company, you know, wrestling is fake, but this is real. I was like, I have to watch this fucking thing. Yeah. Because, like... I'm still a wrestling fan. I know it's a work, but I was like, he worked Jim Rome. They worked ESPN. They worked SportsCenter. I have to watch it. And so then I went back and I watched it and I was like, all right, I can watch wrestling again. And like, that was what brought me back in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's sort of the prototypical CM Punk and then all the way through his his huge title reign. We'll, we'll go through his career, but mm-hmm. Lindsay? It was when I saw his butt at Survivor Series 2011. When he saw his <laughs> no. butt? Um, so... I'm, I'm like, I feel terrible. I have a reputation as a punk hater. I have a reputation. I should have a reputation as a Phil Brooks hater. I love CM Punk. Oh, wow. uh, so I started watching wrestling again, similar to Danielle. I got back in sort of late 2000s, so 2007, 2006, 2007, 2008. Well, 2007-2008. And then when I moved to the States in 2009, I like was fully back in because I'm like, I don't know anyone here. <laughs> like, wrestling is my friend. And on all the fucking time, it turns out, in this country, uh, of which I'm now a proud citizen. But uh, he was one of the big draws for me. Like I loved Straight Edge Society. I uh, Once the, the pipe bomb stuff started, like I was just smitten. I had all the shirts. I loved me some Heyman. Like, the whole thing worked for me. And I just genuinely... For me, he is my gateway back in. So it's, it's not even anything as specific as a moment. But to me, he just represented everything I loved about it when I came back. I was like, oh, my God, he's just this incredible character I've never seen before. And I loved that. Although, yeah, I did get to see his butt at um, Survivor Series 2011. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you, Alberto. The only thing I will ever say thank you to you <laughs> for. Uh, but that was pretty sweet. Daria Thanks. gives and he takes. Yeah. yeah. Gives and he takes. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump in. CM Punk made his name in the mid-90s wrestling guys like Chris Hero, Colt Cabana, Brian Danielson, and others. Perhaps most famous as one of the first faces of Ring of Honor. I've seen a little bit of this stuff. Some of it from from just looking on YouTube. Some of it yeah. from the CM, the Best in the World documentary that WWE produced. where I have that on showed, DVD, like, you guys. Pieces. That's how much I loved him. Yeah. I have that on it's DVD. All right, you don't need to. Good... We believe you. <laughs> It's a good documentary. It's a great documentary. Um, yeah. he's, he's very sad in it. 
Yeah. 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 You get but the... that's what I like about more white boys. You know? <laughs> like, Make them sad. The same. <laughs> get them real sad. Sad with tattoos, doing something they hate. Are that's my favorite yeah. kind. You're both way more versed outside of WWE than I am. How aware of him were you during this time? Again, that was like, I was checked out of all yeah, of wrestling. That was, you were my, off, out. That was okay. my off season. Well, so then, then we can just move we right ahead. Come back to that. He made his debut in the WWE system in 2006, first with ODW, where he was put under the wing of Paul Heyman and learned how to produce television and a lot of things. Things. He got interested in a lot of aspects of And like speaking of, of Sean Spears, I think don't. that was around the time Sean Spears was also in yeah, OBW. He is not uh, a baby. Uh, yeah. he, he was in OBW. That was, that was around the like time people pretended time. that they liked Sean Spears, huh? Mm. Yeah. That was back then. No, they no, they they, they they himself up as they, I like the, the locker room the locker room that. loves him. The locker room loved him. Like that's why he's I a, think he's that a that's, comedian's comedian. He's a comedian's comedian. Wrestler's yeah. wrestler. Over with the boys, you know. He's over with that the boys. Hair, man. You have to get married with that hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> when <laughs> when CM Punk was brought up, it was it was the rebooted ECW brand, and this is his first televised promo Ooh, ever. That didn't work for me at all. Not the promo, but the. Don't let these tattoos fool you. <laughs> I do every time. I'm straight edge. I'm a man of great discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't drink. Yeah. I don't smoke. Yeah. I don't do drugs. Which drugs? Yeah. My addiction is wrestling. Oh. In hindsight, this is really my mean. obsession <laughs> is competition. Is so bogus. Discipline. Well, it's supposed to be. My name. Yeah. I mean, now they would just make C- him a vegan. And be like, now I'm a vegan. Well, he was like a baby face at the time during his debut. He and was that's like, tedious. He was kind of supposed to be Paul Heyman's choices. Like, this is going to be the new face Look, of we, we all made a lot of mistakes in the late <laughs> yeah. And he also 2000s. came in, he thought he needed to gain weight, so he was like, Bigger and uncomfortable. He was like, like way was, bigger, yeah. Was, but uh, he doesn't do drugs, so it was just mass and yeah. not like. That's the wrong way to do it. My Everyone only addiction knows. is protein shakes. Protein that are high shakes. In and I think he was vegan for a while, wasn't he? Probably. Yes, yeah, he yeah, was. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, he was wrestling guys like Chavo Guerrero and John Morrison during this great, time. Great, great for him. Mm-hmm. And you kind of knew at this point he was kind of a victim of Paul Heyman liking him. Too much. <laughs> no, so, that doesn't go well unless your name begins with Mark yeah. Mesna. Yeah, it's hard when you're like uh, small, and he's like little. Like well, for wrestling, he's not small for people. No, but he's but a for little wrestling, guy. he is pocket sized. Yeah, and to quote our good friend Paul Levesque, he's skinny fat. Yeah. So he did not. Well, again, cut it it's really hard to like bulk and then cut when you're not taking the druggy drugs. It's like not. That's as I understand it. Allegedly, never been a concern for our friend Paul Levesque. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. He moves to Raw in 2008. His first big break is winning Money in the Bank, and he then cashes it in on Edge for his first ever world championship, which led to a totally mediocre reign where he was constantly in the middle of the card, didn't even have a match to lose the title. Randy just punted him in the head, left him unable to compete in that night's title match. Boy, uh, CM Punk and, and Kofi both like it. every their big opportunities really showcase themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, get out this match. Well, he had a number of like these false starts, but he but still along the way he's picking up gold. He wins more tag titles. He wins IC titles. Wins Money in the Bank again in two thousand nine, but this time, you know, this is the story time and again with most wrestlers. They're brought in as a face. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. At best, they're they're given the you know look. To win the world title, let's not take that away from him. Even if it was a crappy right. run, still means something to be given that title. It, is a, it is a position of prestige mm-hmm. that they gave him. Still 
doesn't reach the heights he's going to reach when he becomes a heel. It's kind which... of because, like, if you think about it, this was around the time when uh, WWE first started doing the thing where both world titles were going to be on both shows. Right. right. And you had, like, the the world title, me and my friends like to call it the super intercontinental title. It was like, <laughs> this is a, don't you know how important this title is? And it really didn't reflect on how you were presented on the TV. Because John Cena is the WWE championship, and we all know where the main event is going to go. So right. Right. Is what it is. Well, he, he in 2009, he wins the Money in the Bank briefcase again, first two-time winner. Then he cashes in on Jeff Hardy, which sets in motion his very first heel run. He finally uses uh, straight edge as a as a weapon, and he does as it, it should always have been. Uh, here are how his promo sounded at this time. What you need is a leader. You need a strong leader who's going to stand up in the face of adversity and just say no. You need a strong leader that's going to carry the banner of the World Heavyweight Championship with honor, with pride. Respect, dignity, integrity, and class. What you people need is a straight-edge world heavyweight champion. You need CM Punk. The thing is, I know Punk came off as kind of an asshole in all of this, but this was around the time... Do you want to know why? Well, but this was around the time (laughs) that Jeff was like, just got suspended for more drug stuff. He was like, it was happening a lot. It was was a great program. He was the champion at the time. Yeah. And the thing is, this was kind of an interesting social experiment because there was nothing objectively wrong with what Punk was saying. Like, don't do drugs because look at what's happening to Jeff. It's derailing his career. And then people still booed him for it. So I always was kind of like, well, well and, I think yeah, he's got a freaking it's point. The like, this is, no, but this is one yeah, of those yeah. ones where it's like you take someone's real life stuff and then you make it part of the show. And like, is that right? Is that wrong? But like, don't forget that like it's not too long after that when Jeff goes to TNA and then he does that match against Sting at Victory yeah, Road in 2011. Left. It was really sad to it watch. It was really sad. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the reasons people reacted so strongly Absolutely. to Punk at the time because they loved Jeff and they didn't want to see what they were seeing, you know? So it's like, this is a real difficult thing. It wasn't... Yeah, him being straight edge and railing at people, that is a natural heel thing. I yeah. think that that's great. To be great. straight edge and railing at their hero is like, that's going to pull a reaction. And especially doing it with someone who you know has real life problems. And, yeah. and when when those two things convert, there's only so much real we like in our wrestling. If we know that someone is having like real life... Like if someone was to suddenly like go off on the Usos about all of their like yes. DUIs. We, we would, would not enjoy that. Yeah, we would be like, yo, like let them work their stuff out. Like don't do that, you know? Yeah. Well and also people forget, like people who are just fans right now, they forget they might have not know. Jeff Hardy was so over at this point. He yeah. was yeah, incredibly so over. Yeah. I was I like went back and watched a lot of things that happened at like um around this time. I forgot how popular Jeff Hardy was because so many signs, so many kids dressing up as him with the yeah. armbands and stuff. He yeah. was yep. so popular. But this is when he just he just slipped away, you know? Like that was they had to. They had no yeah. choice. You couldn't give him the fanfare for him to leave no. because things were such a mess. And again, that I I, you know, I hesitate to even say watch it because there's nothing really to watch. But that Victory no, Road pa- like main event from from 2011 was so it's so heartbreaking to watch and so yeah. painful. But, yeah. oh, but if you want to see something. <laughs> was actually pretty great was okay so I, I don't think I put it there but this story culminated in a loser leaves WWE match where Punk won because he escaped the cage first mm. mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy comes out gives this heartfelt promo about how he was 
like sad to leave the fans, but he'll be back one day, blah, blah, blah. And as he's doing his big goodbye, Punk actually comes out and decks him with a title and leaves him on his back on the stage <laughs> and celebrates <laughs> one last well, time. Well, to be fair, you do leave on your back, but like, ouch. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty, I was like, what, a, what an awful heel thing to do. But then the next week, uh, Jeff Hardy's music hits, and out comes what you think is Jeff Hardy, but really it's just Punk doing yep. the Jeff Hardy juke he does in that. Jeff That's Hardy a thing cosplay. He did. I mean, he did it that to The so Undertaker, great. too, when they yeah. had that program. Yeah, so good. Really great it's stuff. great. Well, you know, look, a great, a great heel, part of it is denying the audience what they want. Yes. Yep. Which, uh, He's edging again, the audience. Go, just well, to yeah, go back and that's to... What, like, that's, uh, Dolph did that, but unfortunately that gimmick lasted too long where he yeah. would come out to someone else's music and then do the... And he oh, didn't, that, yeah. He didn't like, commit, and I, I don't yeah. know if that was him or that, if that was WWE. But even beyond that, like, in within a match, the, the Battle Royal that happened this past Wednesday on AEW, I think three different times MJF broke up like he, Orange Cassidy takes his hands out of his pockets. The crowd goes nuts. He gets tossed by MJ. Like he, yeah. he built that match was just him ruining what the audience wanted at any. Is given anyone gonna moment. talk? I, I have, we, I'm sorry, we have not discussed what we're all putting over. Is anyone gonna put over that one moment from that match? I don't. We won't. Uh, put we might not put things over just because we don't uh, yeah. have time. Okay. Well, then I'm sorry. Um, uh, two it. seconds. Uh, sunny kiss. Uh, cheeks clapping. Um, <laughs> uh, also, um, another quick thing that I really liked. I don't <laughs> Stop care. Stop putting things over no, in the it, middle of the segment. It's going to be really quick. I promise it's quick. If it's from Twitter, it's I'm not throwing that from phone in the Twitter. garbage. It's not from Twitter. It's from, I like the Dark Order Scientology commercials, okay? Done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm Suck lost. Suck it. Hold on. <laughs> uh, all right. Getting back to CM Punk. <laughs> He, uh, the Straight Edge keeps going. He forms a Straight Edge Society with Luke Gallows, Joey Mercury, and Serena, where everybody's getting their heads shaved, and he becomes this sort of cult Hell leader. Hell of a time. Yeah, great run in the Royal Rumble that year, where he would eliminate someone and then just talk in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Also, Sam Punk is really good at something he always talks about. Like, every time he does, like, a new version of himself, because he considers every new heel version of himself, every new face version of himself to be a new person. And he actually does the work, and he's like, this is what I think a heel looks like. A heel looks like, uh, you know, an 80s, an 80s villain so I'm going to shave my sides here's what a here's what a face looks like like he actually does yeah. the work to like did change the his presentation chops on purpose yep the Charles Manson slash like Christ like figure hair yeah. when he was exactly the he's talked about it's so, so smart yeah. it's yeah. like he's a really clever guy yeah even with all this stuff, which which was over with the audience, he's getting frustrated because he doesn't feel like he's reaching his full potential. And that leads him to announce that he's leaving WWE on July 17th, 2011, but he only plans on leaving after he's beaten John Cena for the WWE Championship. Of course, we've already talked about it at the beginning of the segment. That leads to one of the most famous promos of all time, the pipe bomb. The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. And I'm we just did. a spoke on the we wheel. That's true. The wheel is going to keep turning, and I understand that. <laughs> but Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. So he's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical... Yes, man. Mm -hmm. Not on Because he spent hundred billion dollars on the XFL. That maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's, I say it's that. gonna get I'm taken monster. over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. <laughs> Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon. All right, can we do this whole bully camp? They turned his mic so off. Good. 
Yeah. So wonderful. Very, very well done. The conviction in his voice, just yeah. everything that he delivered that because way. Because it was all true. And that's yeah. that's every time they try to be like, oh, they just dropped a pipe bomb. Shut up. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Please he don't even, ever do it again. One thing, like I know that Colt Cabana uh, podcast is a little tainted now, now that we know what's going, what happened in the aftermath. But at the time. Yes, but at the time when he said. I still go back and listen to it. Like, There's a lot of salty podcasts I still go back and listen to. I should do my top five sometime. <laughs> when he says like that he just grew to resent the phrase pipe bomb because it just became like every time he cut a promo it was like I'm gonna drop a pipe bomb <laughs> pipe bomb pipe bomb it, it just like shows what could happen when they take something that was organic and good and they mm-hmm. just throw capitalism at it and ruin it and it just ugh. that's yeah. what capitalism yeah. does that's literally that's right. all the things yeah. that's all of the things yeah just to give you some context on what was happening here punk was legitimately going to leave but signed a new deal the day of the pay-per-view he of course wins the match and then exits through the crowd at the TD. It's the TD Garden. Well, no, it was in Chicago. It was in Chicago. He won. He left. Shocked the audience. Everybody assumed John Cena was winning because he was on his way out. But he signs the new deal. Swerves us all. Is he working the boys? Who knows? But he came back just over a week later, getting played out to cult of personality for the first time. <sighs> Is that too everything soon? Should be. Do you think? Do you think they should have waited to bring him back? It worked. Like at the yeah. time, it worked. Yeah. It worked for me. Yeah, it was. That's the thing. It's like you can say, sure, like drag it out, but ultimately, it was proven to work. So I also no. like. I hate because what what you drag it out, but then what happens is, is they wind up like teasing it and like yeah, doing. They would have had to tease it. They, they do can't dumb just shit with it. it. Yeah, it couldn't just be like he left and then came back. It would have been like. Like, oh, well, there's rumors, or oh, who's that person in the crowd, yeah. or like, oh, whatever. And it would have diluted it and been shitty anyway. I think and it's better for him to just come back build than build a storyline to... that would make it yeah. messy as to what they're going to do about the championship void. Like, they, right. they can't, you know, nature abhors a vacuum, and so does Vince McMahon. They couldn't just be like, oh, we just don't have a champion now. They would have had to set up that week. They would have had to have like a number one contender battle. Yeah, it would have been messy. They did have like a story coming out of it. It was supposed to be um, after Punk left, they had a whole, they were going to do a tournament. And Rey Mysterio won that tournament, and poor Rey Mysterio was the champion Shafted. for exactly an hour before yeah. John Cena beat him that same night. So that was, <laughs> to me, that's why I yeah. felt like they shouldn't have brought him back because I felt like they were pushing, they were trying to cram two to three weeks of television into one episode which is of Raw, why which they, is they should have just bring him back and don't do that stuff right? I also like, I, I otherwise just, three, cause you would still been mad about how Ray Mysterio got treated look, no 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 I I would've would've been, if Ray was champion for like two weeks and then he lost it at like I think SummerSlam was the next pay-per-view I think I would have been fine with that I would rather them cram two to three weeks worth of wrestling into one Raw instead of because Two to three work, weeks worth of wrestling in a Raw is like a month worth of wrestling for normal things. Yeah. Like <laughs> two to three weeks of re- that's just normal storytelling. That's not like because it moves so slow. It's glacial, y'all. Yeah. yeah. But they, I guess my thing was that there were cool things that were happening. And I was like, you're just got like, let me focus on one of the cool what things. What Julian's trying to like, tell you I love what he, he plans, was annoyed. I love what he, he put it in the things, script because so yeah. he wanted us to agree with it. I love when he put it. in questions like that as if <laughs> no. I'm asking. Oh, they're it, leading. Really no, Julian always puts in leading questions. In answer questions. to your question, I'll note, Danielle and I did not yeah. think it was a problem. I'm going to start. Every time there's a leading question, I'm going to get lawyer on this. Let me do a reread of that. Punk came back just over a week later getting played out the cult of personality for the first time. Does Julian think he was brought back too soon? <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> From there, and Punk... he is correct. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Punk started, by the way, the day of the pipe bomb. He was still a heel, then mm. became a face, mm-hmm. and he he embarks on a 434 day long WWE Championship run. And uh, I love the story of this that he moves on to being a Paul Heyman Heyman led heel, but it's because he will do anything to keep his title. 
Right. At a certain point, he just, he turns to the dark side to keep what he treasures the most, which is a really good little bit of storytelling. And it's it's a really great evolution. Mm. And having two great talkers together where he doesn't need a mouthpiece, Ugh. but they somehow each enhance the other. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of times if you put two people together that have the exact same skill, then it doesn't become complementary. It just becomes sort of an overlap. Well, it also like it becomes um, a competition. Like I can talk better than you. I can talk better than you instead of two people working together. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I think, and this is something I will say, like I read Stroud's uh, column and I agree with him. One thing that Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho did very well this week where it didn't feel like it was a competition of promos. It felt like it was like Jericho using his promo skills to assist Scorpio Sky. Right. Yeah, exactly. So he eventually loses the title to The Rock at the Royal Rumble before WrestleMania 29. Mm. Also, do want to just give a shout out to Jericho Punk because I loved that storyline. That was great. Oh, yeah. Who's the best in the world? He was pouring booze on him. and CM drunk afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Like, drunky, drunky drunky Jericho. Drunk is Jericho. I don't think this is appropriate. but Drunk is Jericho, baby. (laughs) When they had drunk is me. When they had the the video of him coming out the pub. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's he's a lush now. Yeah. He was in a pub. He was eating fish and chips, Chris. <laughs> so I love that whole storyline. That was so it great. Was so Apart funny. from was like great. right at the end of that one match that they had, where Jericho like patted him on the shoulder and was like, "Good work, son." And then like we weren't supposed to see that. Yeah. But uh, it was also beautiful. Like, or when I Jericho that whole slipped thing. when he was trying to bash him in the face with a bottle, he spilled too loved much booze on the ground. Loved it. <laughs> loved the whole thing. <laughs> Didn't love when he kept calling him a bastard. That was pretty funny. I was like, yeah. "Your mom and dad weren't married. You're a bastard." But it was like. Oh, he's the most Canadian he's ever been. It made me so happy. Yeah, all, I mean, that happens in the U.S. all the time. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> oh, like is not... that still a big deal out there? Yeah, like, like heritage doesn't rot matter rot at all. Rot row. I loved it. I I'm sorry, I, I don't get to inherit the lordship. Like, I don't get to take <laughs> over all of the lands because yeah. I'm not officially my father's son. <laughs> Just as a bonus, I really enjoyed his match with The Undertaker. It's fucking great. Part of the streak. Fantastic I'm match. I'm furious that it ruined the women's match that WrestleMania. Oh, yes. yeah. And also, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there, and it was very cold, and I would have liked to have gone home sooner. The last match that extended the streak, it was the, that was 21-0. It was amazing. <laughs> also known as Redacted. Yeah. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Every time they show the caskets, guess who's they don't really show? They're like, oh, look at all of these people he beat. Not this one. Look at all of these people. So CM Punk had one last run as a babyface in 2013, taking on Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar after Paul Heyman betrayed him. But he left abruptly after the 2014 Royal Rumble. That was his last appearance uh, on WWE programming. He stayed away from wrestling, in fact, entirely after that. He settled a lawsuit with a WWE doctor, settled another one with former best friend Colt Cabana, lost two Wait, UFC fights. You, okay, you said after the 2014 Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. We're, okay, just, we're just doing a quick rundown. Just, I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I saw, I, yeah, I saw like, one of his last, time, no, no. last times in the ring when I was in Seattle. Yes. Uh, he wrote some comic books all before being hired by Fox as a WWE analyst earlier this month. I don't know if anyone knows the answer to this question, but has Christian been booted? Fulfill? No, I think that they're going to be alternating days. Okay, good. Because yeah. I was really upset. Because that would make me really bummed. I was really Christian, upset Christian deserves. Yeah. I'm like, uh, this is not cool. <laughs> yeah, Christian deserves. I'm enjoying having him involved again. It's fun to see him on TV. It's fun to see him enjoying himself. I like that I, he's with Fox because, like, they don't, he they're clearly letting him do stuff that I think WWE if, I, I mean, maybe. 
mean, I don't know what I don't know what of this shit. I I'm willing to entertain it. I try not to dig too deep. No, well, here's no, the thing. He's definitely with Fox. I mean, he's saying the deal is with Fox. With Renee Fox. said her deal was with Fox on this. I'm sure it is, but I imagine it's. I mean, it's still got WWE production. Oh yeah, for sure, Absolutely. right? There's, I'm sure Kevin Just, Dunn still got a finger in the pie. That's there's his favorite something thing to about do. how often he says, "I don't work for WWE." That tells me if he were to ever return to the ring, which who I don't take this as a sign that he definitely will. I, I take this to, to a sign that he de- he 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 won't definitely not do it. Yeah, yeah I don't look. I, I just again, like I said, like it's the the in ring was never what we liked about him. We liked the talking, and now we're getting all the stuff that we yeah. like about it. I, I like him in the ring maybe a little more than you do. Maybe because some of them go to go to sleeps are ghastly. Ju- just to finish, <laughs> like he's always mad about right, that. Right, Just to finish what I was saying that the when every time he says. I don't work for WWE. It's just setting up the moment he appears on TV and says, no I work for them now. That he will. Just for that. Because no, I think what something. it will be, if it's Rumble or Mania, and I would 100% see it being Mania because they are going to pay him all the money on earth mm-hmm. to get people down to Florida next year because no one wants to go to Florida. I don't. The Orange races. I thought about going, going, but I'm not going. No, not I'm like, but this, that would be a draw for a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise go, especially if <laughs> Seth is obviously trying to warm him up for a match that's been announced today. Seth has said, like, fight me in the ring. A million times over yeah. the past, like, and two weeks. I think Mania is the natural thing for it. And I just think when he left and it was so bitter and so sour, and it's not my issue that he has that concern with the company because absolutely the company is not a good place and they deserve a lot more mm. business from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I just think it really outed him and then his behavior over the next few years, personal conduct, just really outed him as not a good person. Yeah, for me, it's not that him leaving WWE, like leave WWE, like leave them if they're being shitty to you, leave any company if they're not treating you well. Again, I love CM Punk. I don't know from Phil Brooks, but like that stuff with Colt Cabana breaks my heart. But also all of the wrestlers who he just cut dead, who said, you know, how many wrestlers have said, oh, I genuinely thought we were friends and now he just won't take my calls or like now he just literally just presented I don't exist. And not even in like people aren't trying to use him to get over. No. They're just literally like, dude, we were buds. Like and I people just call, I, t- I texted to they check in to on see you. if he was OK. Yeah. And he was just like, don't call me again. And it's like, well, that's kind of rough. That's kind of difficult. Um, I would not be surprised in the slightest if he ended up back in the ring. It's like you can say a thousand times over, I will never end up back in WWE ring. All he will do is reframe the narrative so that it suits him, so that it fits his personality. He's like, I'm here because I'm here to tell the truth. You're here to tell what you said told today. Well, and like you've and been told to say, I be think, the voice of. I think that's you know? the thing is that like I get your money. I never fault the wrestlers for whatever for getting their money. Everyone it's a, gets it's paid. A tough. Everyone business. gets paid. But if your brand, aside from wrestling, because we all know that's a work, but if your own personal brand, which we all know is a work. Also, is I am the honest one. I tell the truth, and I this is my personal. This is who I am as a person. And that is what you sell yourself on. And then you go back and do this. It's like, okay, well, if that's your brand, you're damaging your brand. Yeah. Tout it out. Tout, 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 Damn it. Tout. He was one of the original spokespeople for Tout. You go back right. and watch that first promo. <laughs> there <It's> time. Is. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk along with me. Also Danielle Radford, according to the script. Anyone yeah, else? Everyone's Danielle Radford. You know, listen to We Got This. It is the, that time of year. Go buy our merchandise. And we got this merchandise. I knew we had this onesie available at maxfunstore.com. Buy everything that you hear my voice in. Mm. Buy merchandise <laughs> for it. True. Just do that and tell them you that I sent you, for God's sakes. Danielle. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. 
Um, yeah, I, I've got uh, episodes of The Red String coming up. We might be changing the name because there's like also a popular anime that's named that, and so it's making um, SEO really confusing. Um, so, but yeah, uh, uh, I'll be linking to those on the Amazon Prime Video channel. And I think that that's other. You know, watch honest trailers. It's how I get paid. Yeah. Um. Oh, if you were in Seattle. I think if everything goes right, I think I'm gonna actually go home for for Thanksgiving. Um, what? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna go home for Thanksgiving, and if I am, I have tickets. I'm gonna go to Defy. Um, so if you see me at Defy watching some wrestles, um, come say hi or whatever. Yeah. Yay! Buy my books, please. Books make great gifts. They yeah, make great gifts. it's the season yeah. to buy books for do the that, people you love, please. including yourself. Self-care yeah, is important. buying a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you really want to talk to your family for the whole holidays? No. You want to say, oh, I would love to chat with you, Uncle. Sorry, I'm reading. But I do have to finish this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julian, I can't believe you thought I didn't know how to pronounce this this name. <laughs> How dare you? I'm used to like the ESPN commentators not knowing how to pronounce it. So our producer Julian Varel says thank you to Tua Tungavailoa for the Ooh. memories, and uh, and nothing for Jalen Hurts. Senior hey, no, producer no, no. Maximum Fun. It's because Tua's hurt. Jalen can still play football. So. Uh huh. Senior producer Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you so much in particular to the Maximum Fund members of a portion of the recurring monthly contribution. Keep the lights on while we're in here. We'll be back next week with a wrap-up of Survivor Series and nothing else. Literally nothing else. Bye. Bye. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported